ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dynasty Junkies. Welcome to episode 57 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast. I'm Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. This week I've got some great guys with me from the Dynasty Trades eight, eight, sorry, Dynasty Trades HQ crew. I got Shane Manila at Shane is the worst. Say hi, Shane. Hi, Shane. Perfect. I got Dynasty Madman Jeremy Broen. Say hi, Jeremy. Hey guys, how are you? Thanks for having yeah. us, Andrew. Oh, always a pleasure. So we're going to talk some stuff tonight. We're going to get into some fun things. Hopefully you guys are watching live on YouTube and uh, we can get some comments and things like that. But I really just, I want to start and, and I kind of hit on this a little bit before, but what are you guys up to right now? Like where, where are things going on? What's new in your life? Are you guys writing anywhere? Are you doing anything? Are you excited for the preseason? Shane, what do you got going on? Excited for the preseason? Yeah. Yeah. I guess because there wasn't one last year, right? Exactly. Kind of missed it. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. We survived. But it, you know, it was fun. It's it, it was it was different. I'll say having endless speculation based off nothing. Um, so at least we'll have endless speculation based on something. Nothing. Something, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm stoked. Looking for for the preseason. Um, not working on anything particular right now. Actually, looking for ideas to for things to write. Um, Kind of Maybe we can help you with that. Block. Maybe we can come yeah. up with some ideas. Yeah, I'll Maybe give you some, give some ideas. Fresh buddy. ideas. And yeah. and Jeremy, do you do? I guess do you do anything outside of the HQ podcast? Do you guys write anything no, at all right now? No, used to. Um, still have the pet project. Um, off the rails dino at off the rails dino. Um, podcast with some friends in the industry that um put on hiatus for the summer. Really busy with my kids' sports. The youngest is in hockey. The oldest is in football. Um, and the youngest is also playing fall baseball. So we keep busy with that stuff. Um, I don't really have time for a, a whole lot else. Um, and the HQ man. Yeah, that's, that's our baby. Love, love the podcast, but yeah, I'm not writing or doing anything like that. Time is, uh, not my friend right now. <laughs> well, we're all busy, right? There's, there's only so many hours in a day. And I think the reason I asked that is, just, I think you guys do a great job in your podcast. That's why I brought you on Husker, obviously here in the comments saying what's up. I think the way I look at this is it's a preseason, right? There's, there's hype season, which is kind of what we're coming out of a little bit. Preseason is still somewhat hype season, but then we start to see actual football. Right now we get to see actual things happening. We get to see actual uh, plays happening on the field, which is just terrific. Uh, hot sauce here saying hi. Uh, and again, I mean, yeah, ha happy birthday, I guess, hot sauce. Didn't know that. But the, what I'm getting at in all of this is we actually have a preseason coming up, right? And this is the time in Dynasty where you, you start to, I don't know, you start to put some speculation together and start to say, all right, well, I had these ideas about players. I had this thought. Let's see it in action. And that's what I'm excited to talk about with you guys today. Uh, before we get into that, though, the one other thing I wanted to mention was the, the Fantasy Expo is coming up. 
Yeah. Right. I, I know Shane, you're going to be there, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and Jeremy, you can't make it. Is that correct? No, I can't. I, I was there the uh, first year in 2019, but yeah, I'm on family vacation, hanging out with my mom. So I, I oh, can't make it. Family first, family first. I love it. No, and I'm, I'm going to be there. I know it's going to be great. I know Rocky can't make it because he has other vacations and things and it's, it's August, right? Like we're all kind of busy with things, but I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I think a, a lot of us will be there. It'll be a good time. So before we get too far into it, I just want to check in, I guess. I, I know we had talked to Mike Sipes and he was supposed to be here, but he couldn't make it. Uh, so you're here with us in theory. You're here with us in our hearts, Mike. And, and again, I mean, maybe not, I guess Shane's saying that. Mike's yeah. Don't feel so. Don't feel sorry for Mike. He's probably hanging out with celebrities right about now, having a cocktail or two with some interesting, cool people and, uh, living the dream hanging with his brother who seems like a neat guy too, though. We've never met him. Shane and I have never (laughs) met him, but I mean, you, Mike will make it sound like, you know, he's got it rough, but then you think you're like, man, this, this is kind of a cool gig he's got on these weekends when he goes to these conferences. Yeah. And he yeah. sends you a picture of him hanging out with some famous dude drinking. Yeah, Walking like Dead. Him guys him, and stuff. Actors DMs with some kind of a actress. big deal. Yeah, and you're like, oh, deal. okay. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. She's my she's my buddy. I see her at all the uh, the comic cons, and you're like, can, yeah. yeah, I'm single anyway. You could, <laughs> Mike. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to make the podcast tonight, guys. I'm hanging out with the um, <clears throat> actors from The Walking Dead, but you know, maybe another night. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not shocked that he couldn't spend time with us when he's got that celebrity status to maintain. That makes total sense. Um, but so again, I we we want to kind of keep this moving. I want to get into the topic because obviously you guys are on a, on a Dynasty Trades HQ. You you all you talk about yeah. for the most part is trading in Dynasty. I'm a huge trade fan. I know we have Trade Addicts as part of the DAP Network, the Dynasty Addicts Pod Podcast Network, and the DAP Network, if you will. And of course, we will. So again, the logic here is we like to trade. We're all junkies. We're all addicts. We all like to get into it. Um, so I guess maybe let's jump right into that. And I think there's some value to seeing, in theory anyway, what you guys think of this. I know you talk trades all the time, but the topic for tonight's show that I really wanted to get into is kind of the timing of trading. Uh, trades all are never in a vacuum, right? There's always some context to it. The same trade in January makes no sense in August and vice versa, right? And there are trades that you make at certain times when the news is striking or when the the season is about to begin and the speculation is high, right? And so what I'm looking at here is I want to talk about when to make specific trades. And so I thought maybe we could get down kind of a little bit of a rabbit hole and just sort of see where we go with this. And obviously at the end, we're going to do our find me a trade with one of Shane's trades was one of Shane's leagues, I should say, find shades and Shane some trades. And I think there is some value to that just to be like, hey, is now the right time for those trades, right? Like maybe there's some value in saying, let's hold and see what we got. But I guess, Shane, what do you look at when you're looking at trades? Is, is timing it ever in your mind or is it just more of like, hey, I want to make a trade and now is the right time? No, tra- <laughs> Can um, I answer that? <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, there, there's certain times where it's like, well, this trade doesn't make any sense. I might as well hold a specific player until in season when points count, because I know his value is going to spike. Um, but if I think I can make the same trade now that I would anyway in season, like Robert Woods, um, for example, he's a guy that I was trying to sell. Um, I was, I was a buyer. Able to, yeah, I was only able to pull off a couple trades because the value for the most part wasn't there unless, you know, I saw something, I, I forget what was our trade. Our trade was Woods for Corey Davis and a third. Something like that. I can pull up the details if you want to keep ch- chatting about that, but yeah, it was something, it, like it wasn't that. much. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it felt like a trade. Okay. Well, this is the same type of trade I could probably make in season anyway. Um, whereas other people were offering me like, well, you can have Jalen Rager. And I'm like, well, 
I'm an Eagles fan, but no, I, I don't want to do that. Like, I'll just hold on to Robert Woods because he's going to be worth a lot more when the season comes and he's a wide receiver too. So our trade actually was for, I sent Debo Samuel, Austin Hooper, and Amari Rogers to you for Robert Woods, Hunter Henry, and Deontay Foreman. Right. Deontay. And it's, I think you traded for Deontay because you knew Cam Akers uh, was going to tear his Achilles and you wanted to get <laughs> a feel for owning a player coming back nope. from that to see. Nope. No. Um, I had nothing to do with I it. I actually so. like Shane's side of that trade. I think when we had, I know you guys talked about it on HQ. Yeah. You talked. I, I, I don't, I don't I always mean, agree with him, but I, no, I know that one. often doesn't. I act, actually like the trade better before Randall Cobb got traded to the Packers and is now going <laughs> to talk about Amari Rogers from being the slot receiver there. Thanks, Aaron Rodgers. Cry baby. Um, <laughs> but trades like that. Yeah. Yeah. I always look at timing. There, but there, then there are certain players and certain trades, no matter what the time of the year, I'll trade away, no matter my standing or not in the league. And Michael Sipes always gives me shit about this. I don't care what point of the season it is. Mike Davis, if he's my running back too, and someone offers me a first and I'm a playoff team, I don't care. He's gone. Um, because to me, that's a process trade where you do trades like that and your team gets stronger. And eventually you don't have – Mike Davis is on your roster, you know, at least not yep. in your starting lineup, you, you, maybe a flex on a bye week or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll take into account the time, but there's certain process trades that I'll always make regardless. Well, of so when just to kind of, to piggyback on that, uh, the, the trade that we made was players for players, right? Where like, there's no picks, there's no, you know, none of those guys are real speculative ads. None of them like Amari Rogers is a rookie, but I mean, yeah, he might have some future value, but it's not like he's he's in the news all the time or like he's getting a lot of hype. I think that trade was that's kind of why I made it, too, is that you wanted to sell Robert Woods and I wasn't a huge fan of Debo. And I have so many shares of Debo. I was like, I kind of want to get rid of some just because, again, when and, and everybody plays it different. But I'll, I try to diversify if I'm, I'm in 20 leagues or something. I'm like, let me get rid of some of these guys, at least to, to help I don't know weather the storm. And I didn't have any Robert Woods. I actually looked at that when you sent that message in the, the group me chat. I was like, do I even have Robert Woods in any rosters? And I looked and I didn't. I'm like, well, perfect. I got Debo. You you were looking to get rid of Robert. Like, maybe this can work. Uh, so that's kind of where the basis of that trade came from. And I was on the same side where it's like the timing was like, well, why not? Like, I'm not losing any value. I don't feel like any of these players are kind of changed drastically in the next month or two. So that was kind of where I went with it. Like, well, the timing doesn't matter in this trade. So, yeah, I'll do it now. Yeah, it was definitely a sideways trade. Um, which I was fine with. Cause like you were saying, you don't have much Robert Woods. Well, I had a ton of Robert Woods, right. Um, an absolute, just a glut of them. Uh, like he was my highest owned wide receiver, which, you know, that's okay, but it's, I don't want that 29 year old wide receiver being my highest owned guy. I just, I don't. So in it, it, at best, I thought the trade was a sideways move just to get younger. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. And yeah, yeah and and that's kind of where I, yeah. I looked at it like it was a win now trade for me where mm -hmm. I like, I, I just, I won the league last year. I'm like, I got to kind of go all in if I'm going to do it again. And I think too, sometimes the timing in my side, and, and this is brought up in every single trade at some point, are you a contender? Or are you rebuilding? Right? Like that kind of thing, that timing is, is long time timing. Like that's long view timing. Are you trying to win now? Cause I think that does matter a lot in the sense of, is this trade worth doing for you? If it's a win now team, then yeah, I'll give me Robert Woods, right? Like that makes sense. But if I'm rebuilding, why would I trade for Robert Woods? 
always focus on winning, you'll you'll do that anyway because you have no well, choice. You're not going to sit on, on rest on your laurels um, if you're trying to win. You have to do something. You don't want to be well, that you know mid midway team that's you know drafting at six or whatever. You you definitely got to or seven, let's say seven, eight, nine. You, you definitely if you if you play to win, as um, simple as that sounds, you'll always make trades and, and find ways to better your team. You just have to always think that way. Even if you are rebuilding, there's no, you can still go for it. You know, I 100% the, the agree. first season you're doing that, you should be at least yeah. making, trying to make the playoffs that first year, not just resetting the whole damn thing. That's how I, Ugh. that's how I like to do it. Something we brought up on the junkies actually a couple episodes ago is the, the, the difference between trade value and production value, right? Like production value is points. Points win championships, pretty rosters do not. We talked about it with Sigmund Bloom last week where it's like, it's nice to have a pretty roster. It's nice to have the best players, but if they're not going to score points, what the hell's the point of this? Like you don't win championships by vote. You win it by points. You get points on the field. And so I think at some point, if you're, if you're playing the game to win, I like to look at it like you just said it, Jeremy, put it really well. Like at some point, I want to get the best players that are going to help me win. Right. And if I don't think if I think Debo might have a higher ceiling and a lower floor and all these evaluations, but I just think that Robert Woods helps my team win more then I'm going to go get Robert Woods. Right. Like it may not be value wise, trade value wise. There could be a whole bunch of ways to question that. But at the same time, production value matters a lot. And I think for that team, a guy like Robert Woods adding on that team, a steady floor, a solid player instead of Debo, who we honestly like nobody knows what this year holds for Debo. Right. Like he's a high risk, high reward kind of player. I'd much rather take a Robert Woods who could be the wide receiver one on a solid offense with Matt Stafford. So it's for me, like that trade. And I, I think, again, trade value wise, I think Shane won. But production value wise, I might argue that the the Hunter Henry, who could be the, the tight end one in, in New England and Robert Woods receiver one, Deontay Foreman is nothing. But like you know, those those guys could be production value higher than trade value. And for me this year, that's all I'm looking for. Like just give me points. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. And that's that's the fine line in Dynasty to walk is always the production value versus roster value, trade value, because production at some point is going to run out. So you want to also have assets that, you know, can ascend because if for no other reason, you're like, well, I can trade these or I know even if they have a down year at 23, as opposed to a wide receiver that has a down year at 27, 28 running backs you know if he has a down year at 25 compared to a running back at 22 you know the bounce back isn't going to be there but yeah it is that fine line where you always like well what's more important right now like is it is it always production i try to i mean in a perfect world every player on your roster would be 25 years old um you know they're all accruing value right they're all adding to their value they're all making they're all getting better they're all making points they're all doing that yeah Yeah, and in reality that doesn't happen right which is sucks <laughs> unless you can you know unless you you are magical and you hit on every james robinson and mike davis and chase edmonds that comes along and then immediately flip them for a first um and then just keep restocking with rookie picks and you're an absolute juggernaut which i've been in enough leagues now that uh no one's ever done that never <laughs> um, never nice like and yeah. there's people that some people that are better at that, that but even then you know it's they're never going to get that all the time um, but how do you trade away a guy like even like looking at last year, right? James Robinson hit pretty much week one, right? And was a waiver wire grab for everybody after week one, because we all realized, oh, he is the real deal. He's going to be something. If you traded or, or let's say you, you grabbed uh, James Robinson off waivers, if you traded him for a first after week one, was that really the right move? 
you know, because now you're losing all that production value throughout the yeah. year, right? Or like that timing. Yeah, the timing of it is, is is definitely so curious. That, you'd you'd want to, um, yeah, definitely tap into those points. I think that's if you're trying to win, you're you're doing that. You're always going to lose some value. The players are aging every day, um, and I I don't like to pay retail for anything in real life and in yeah. dynasty football. So my thing is, I have a list of players that I think are. Do, are going to do better than other people think better than ADP. They're worth more than people are, are paying for them and, you know, put that list together. And then I go and get as many of shares of those players as I can, whether it's Donovan Peoples, Jones, Smith Schuster, yeah. Saquon Barkley, Michael Thomas. Oh my God, he doesn't have Drew Brees anymore. And, you know, guys like that where they have done it before or in the case of Saquon, he's amazing, but get them at a discount. And then, you know, reap the benefits later on. There's so many ways to do that. And I don't care if I have, you know, 10, 20 year old, you know, kids and 10, 30 year old kids, if I'm scoring, like you're talking about the production, if I'm getting points out of them, because at some point you're going to lose that veteran player. Um, You can't trade him and capture those points and win the title. So there's just give and take in it. And you kind of have to, I don't know, man, maybe it's common sense. It's nothing novel, but you have to kind of balance that out. But really, you're just you're trying to find the better players, uh, the most good players that you can for your starting lineup. We're all trying to do that same damn thing, just differently. Yeah, you just nailed Dynasty in a nutshell. You're just trying to find the best players for as long as possible, right? Like that's kind of the key. You don't want to you don't want to take on anybody that's declining in, in value. You don't want to. I mean, again, maybe if your thought is they're they're ascending in value, but everyone else thinks they're descending, right? You can maybe kind of exploit the market and things like that. But that's not quite the same thing. You want to make sure that these players, your these these assets you're taking on, are going to be going up. Because if you're going to take on an asset that's declining, why? Why are you doing yeah, that? Yeah, if you have more marginal gains like that than losses, then you're coming out ahead. You're, you're not going to win yep. them all, and and you're going to hold on to Gronkowski too long. But you're also going to score those points, and we all get stuck with the vet. If you focus too much on timing, you get kind of lost in the mix. You're down in the weeds too far, and you're you're forgetting what you're doing in the first place. It was just trying to win every week. And a couple of things. You need to make sure that your roster's – we're talking about diversification. You need to make sure that your roster is diversified. Again, if you can pull it off where every wide receiver on your team is 24, 25 years old, good for you. You know, somehow you got AJ Brown, DK Metcalf and uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, Jamar Chase and every running back is going into his second or third year. Congratulations. But if failing that, you, you want to make sure that you're not too heavy with old guys. Um it's always a balance, right? right. Like you kind of want a little bit of both. I always look, and I just actually wrote an article for Fantasy Pros about balance because I think that that's something I, I feel like a lot of times people in Dynasty tend to go toward what you're talking about, Shane. I want everybody who's 24 years old. I don't, you know, age be damned. I want to get the young guys. I don't care about their production value. At the same time, there is a lot of um, points scored for those 28, 29, 30 year old players. Mm-hmm. Right. And they don't all peak at the same time either. You're tr- you're thinking, oh, these guys are all going to peak at the same time. That's not how it is. It's not a straight line. You have players at tight end that peak at 27, wide receivers that might, you know, might be at their peak scoring at 23. It, you can't focus too much on age. Just like you said, you're going to have that kind of uh, a profile where you have a multitude of ages. And hopefully you did it right where when one guy retires, you have another guy to step right in. That'd exactly. be more ideal than worrying about how young your starting lineup is anyway. Well, speaking of that, actually, that's something, that's another piece of this I wanted to get into. Like, I guess in general, how are you guys, how do you feel about players retiring on your roster? Is it something you try to avoid at all costs or are you okay with it? If you've got backups, like, like for Aaron Rodgers, for instance, I know I heard you guys talking about this on the latest podcast. And obviously we just heard the news this week. He is signing a contract. He is coming back, but there was talk in the last two weeks that he might retire. 
he might be gone. He might just give up and just, you know, throw in the towel and be done. And at that point, are you okay with having a guy like that on your roster who just retires and has zero production value? Like, is that okay with you? Or do you try to get out before that? I thought I did that with Rob Gronkowski, but then he kept coming back. Um, but I <laughs> generally like, yeah. don't get stuck with guys, but I was fine. I use that example all the time. Cause he won so much for me. I was fine with like, Oh, I guess he's not scoring much this season. This is it because you're going to reach that point where people aren't going to buy him anymore. So with that position at tight end, I was fine with it. I'll do probably do the same thing with Kelsey unless I can make a really great trade and get Kyle Pitts or something um, like that, which I did not too long ago. But, um, and, and then Larry Fitzgerald, because he was amazing. I just liked having him on my roster and you know, you weren't going to get much for him and he, he just kept playing and playing and playing. And I, I, I was fine with him in general. I try not to get stuck with those guys though. Like AJ green who just well, like one a year, a maybe right. Yeah. That's kind of my thought. Like if I have one guy that retires a year, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like if I have one guy, maybe even AJ Green's a prime example. He didn't retire, but he might as well have, right? Like he's pretty much zero. Like Nikhil Harry should have retired at this point, right? Like he's zero for dynasty rosters. You know what I mean? Nelson Aguilar. Like I had him on a roster last year and I remember after the season, I dropped him because I knew I had rookie picks coming up and I was like, well, I'll just take another flyer on some younger guy. And then he gets signed by the Patriots and I'm like, I guess maybe he's got value again. You know, some of those guys just keep coming back. Randall Cobb's actually a prime example of that. Like somebody that was on waivers in a bunch of leagues. And then I was like, I don't, I don't really want to pick him up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what kind of value he's going to have even with the Packers, you know? Like, so like, I just, I worry about that sometimes because I feel like sometimes there are dynasty players out there that are like, nah, I don't want the old guy. He's just going to retire in my team. And then I get nothing. It's not about getting nothing. He could still put up points. That's, that's valuable to your team. Yeah, see, I'm, well I'm always, I'm always going to move those guys. I'm right. always going to move them because I'm always going to say, well, there's next year too. And is Larry Fitzgerald's eight points a, a week worth anything to me? And if I, if, if it is, my team's in bad shape. <laughs> Dude, you know we all problems. have those players that we I, wish would just score eight points a week every but, week, so you could kind of count on it instead of one and then fifteen yeah, and then two yeah, and I then mean, thirteen. If you're eight points a week, you're you're basically useless. You, you well, wait, so let, let's dive into that for a second. Eight points a week is 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 useless in a in a spent in, a, in a, an idea, I guess, that he's not going to get you 16. He's getting you eight. Right. He's getting you half that. But he's also not getting you one to what Jeremy was saying. Right. Like there is some value in having those guys that are consistently putting up eight points, I think. And, and again, every player is different. Every fantasy manager is different. Every every roster is different. There is some value. If I've got a bunch of risky guys on my team that are those one to 16s, I kind of like having guys that are those solid eights also on my roster. And to be like, just give me a solid eight because there are literally weeks. I, I We've all been there. It's weeks where my, my consistent players win me the week. Like, thank God I got eight from that guy and not one like everyone else I got this week. You know what I mean? Like I had Will Fuller and Devontae Parker last year, not on the same team, both put up two points. And then, but hey, guess what? Larry Fitzgerald put up nine points and I won by three points. Yeah, I didn't lose by five points this week, thanks to Larry Fitz and his eight Sometimes there's some value in that when you're looking at a week-to-week kind of win, right? Four other weeks, you're going to lose by 15 points because Larry Fitzgerald gave you eight. Didn't put up 16. Yeah, Yeah. and again, this is this is part of the strategy and the different ways people build teams. I'm always shooting upside, always shooting upside, always shooting upside. Like no. it, it pains me. I don't look at a player that gives me 10 points as going, well, at least he gave me 10 points. I look at it as a player is going, why didn't he give me 15? You know that, and that's, and that's going back to the trading thing where Michael Sipes always talks about, well, if you found the uh, uh, James Robinson last year, that's free money. Just, yep. just keep it. And I go, well, no, you trade that immediately because if you don't, then you didn't make a profit off this free thing you got. And 
Mike Sipes is like, well, no, you did profit. It was free. Well, so wait, when would you say to trade James Robinson? If you got him for free on the week one waivers, do you trade him week two? Do you wait to week four? Do you wait to week eight? Like when do so, you trade him? Well, and that that's where that's you the timing, have, right? Yeah, that's what it all comes do, back to. And then you do have to look at situation. Okay. Is something going to change here? It's, it's, you know, is James Robinson. Is, is there a reason to believe that this isn't going to continue? Um, and there really wasn't. Um, so you, you probably should have held him for at least a couple of weeks till his value got to at least the second rounder. Like you shouldn't have cashed out before that. I did in one league like a jackass. Um, and trust me, I was mad about it the entire rest of the season. I, I, I bet you were. Yeah. Two more weeks, two more <laughs> weeks. That's all you had to do, dude, was just wait, just, just wait. Cause you know, and it's also, sometimes you get so excited. You're like, I'm getting something. And then you, you fail to recognize wait, wait, what I'm getting is two thirds, which in, Oh, but hey, it was free money, right? You got two thirds out of nothing. That was you made money. It was profit, right? But see, the timing in that is if you waited more. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like later in the year, you go, well, I could have actually could have actually made more off of that. So yeah, no, could have actually made the playoffs and then made some money off of it. Both. Yeah. Well, and so Husker actually asked a pretty good question here too, or kind of mentioned it, I guess, is that with aging guys, when you start to feel like they're reaching their cliff, that's when you put them in a trade, right? That's when you try to get rid of them and have somebody else have them retire in their roster, which I think is a fine mentality. It just can't always work that way, right? Like there are definitely times where you try to like, hey, I'm trying to get rid of somebody. And then at some point, everyone else goes, I know you're trying to get rid of them. I don't want them either. Right. So like, is it worth getting rid of them for nothing at that point for a third or for a fourth, just because they're aging? Like I'd almost rather hold at some point, depending on the player. All right. Well, so if we go back to just the the Larry Fitzgerald, let's be, so you have to be specific in these situations too. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, it can't be an ambiguous. Not everybody's a James Robinson. Not everybody is that kind of crazy. I agree. agree. You know, it, it can't be ambiguous if it's, Okay, AJ Brown, or excuse me, AJ Green or Larry Fitzgerald, because AJ Green's retired. Let's just, I don't care. Basically, he's retired. You (laughs) offer me anything, I'm accepting it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, And then with other elderling players, um, (laughs) you actually want to be a year ahead because the Sharps, which I like to think of everyone that's in this chat and everyone that's in the show right now. Everyone um, on fantasy Twitter is is essentially a sharp, right? Like we're all on top of this craziness. You know? Okay, not I, I, everyone. You're right. Not everyone. Fantasy Twitter is about a year behind <laughs> because sometimes I'll read articles about players you need to sell now, and I go, I was selling him last year. You don't yep. sell him now. His value is already nosedive. Like, what That's do you fair. mean? Like, and yeah, it, it, it. Michael Thomas is probably a bad example because he got injured, which also didn't help. But even before that, you couldn't sell Michael Thomas for what you had hoped if you'd sold them the year before. And again, I know you're like, Oh, well, if I'm selling them at 27, I'm giving up on three years, but it, think about the haul you could have gotten compared to what you'll ever get for him again. But it, it is, it is a fine line. And again, the age works into it. You know, Michael Thomas, 27 versus I'm not saying if you have AJ Brown at the age of 23, we'll cash out on him now. Now that guy's got four more years before Easily, his value yep. even drops. Well, AJ Brown is not James Robinson. We agree with that. We're like, they're obviously different assets and have different draft capital and different NFL opportunity and all that. And if you're just ages and you cut it off at a certain age, then you're just going to, you're just throwing some of that production away because you're concerned about the age. Some of, some of these players peak and, you know, later play longer. So, so it's definitely a a dance you're playing. I mean, a dance you're having over there with, you know, having a cutoff age if you, if you do have one. And one thing I want to say on that, though, is there is no wrong way to play this, right? Like there are definitely players I know that are kind of like Shane where that like at some point when when a running back hits 26, he's off my roster, 
right? Like it doesn't matter. I don't care what he is. I don't care if it's Todd Gurley. I don't care if it's Christian McCaffrey. You're 26. I'm done. Right. And you just make this hard line in the sand and that's how you play the game. And then there are others that are, I think kind of more in my boat where it's like, well, he's still putting up points. He's still got production value. I'm going to hold on and ride it out for a little while. Yeah. Maybe I get less than a trade in a year, but he's putting up points on my roster as opposed to trading him for a future pick that is putting up zero points or putting up a, you know, a Mari Rogers or somebody who has future value, but is again, putting up zero points, right? Like it, it, there's different ways to play this game because I'm one of those people that, and I don't think I'm alone on this. I, I don't mind paying the premium for someone that I know is producing as opposed to there are people out there that want to get in on the ground floor and not pay that premium and have like that extreme value and feel like, Oh, I got it. I won the trade and look at the payoff. Right. And there is a definite win to that. And there's a good feeling for that. But both of those are valid options, which is what makes this game so fun. Right? Like there's no wrong way to play it as long as you're having fun with it. That's kind of the game. And I like what you said about and I, I said before, you know, I don't like to pay retail for anything. Um, but but there are times when it's OK to yep. pay for a Ferrari if you're getting a Ferrari. I, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we yeah. all like nice things. We, and and that, I know that's simple, too, but that's. As long as you're getting what you expect when you pay for it, it's fine. You're you're gonna have to do that at times. Like um, Shane's team, we're gonna be talking about after you know in a little while. Yeah, might need to pay for a running back. Damn. Might need to buy one, bro. Well, so actually, I think it's a good time to, to to kind of dive into that because I feel like we have a lot of meat on this team. I, I want to be honest. Like I think there's a lot of a lot of talk we can have in regards to timing. The the only other thing I want to get into before we do that, and and it's kind of because it comes up in this trade is that it's some or in these trades, I guess at some point trading for future picks becomes a, a weird timing issue, right? Is now a good time to trade for future picks or should I wait for in the season to trade away assets that are putting up points and future picks don't do that. Um, I think everybody who's played dynasty for at least a year, at least a season who's been through a rookie draft understands that rookie picks almost always accrue value right? Like there's, there's almost never a time where a rookie pick loses value, except for maybe like somebody didn't declare and the tier break is different than you thought or whatever. Right. And after the draft, maybe there's, you know, instead of it being eight great players, you think there's only seven or six or whatever. That's a very negligible difference. And that's and not that what we're pick only about. loses value when somebody messes up when they draft a player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, then, then there's reaching, which is a whole different argument. But my logic is that it, if in theory, if you've got a, a draft pick that is not going to decrease in value. So I think as a rebuilder, if you're if your team is terrible and your team doesn't have a lot of chance to win, which we're going to be getting into one of those teams in a minute that I think is just looking at some future potential. At what point do we get rid of some known assets or some aging players and then go now is the time I need to look ahead. And if I get a, a good value where the, the baseline is this player for this pick right now, but I know for sure the pick is going up with the players not. That's the kind of timing we need to look at. Right. It's like there are times, too, when it now is maybe not the worst time to trade for a pick because everybody's going into the season. Or if you're a contending team, you might look at it and say, I don't care about that future pick. I know Sipe says it all the time. I can get it back. Right. I use that same logic. If I trade away a pick in 2023, I got time to get that back. Fair enough. But I'm also looking at it like that pick is worth this right now and it's going up. And I don't know if the asset I'm trading away does that has that same trajectory. Right. And so I think there is time and in, in every season has this. I know um, I think it's Eric uh, EK. I want to say it's EK Baller. Uh, Eric, I'm drawing a blank, but he has a, a trade value chart where it talks about like players versus picks and like when is the right time to move players and picks. And I think that's kind of where I wanted to end on this, mm-hmm. at least in a sense, to be like, there is a time when you can look at this and go. Now is the time to trade for picks. Now is the time to trade away aging vets. Now is the time to look at your roster and take an honest look at the league and the other teams in that league. 
I, I think too, we all are in a number of leagues and then there are a couple of leagues that I'm in where I'm like, this team is horrible, but guess what? Every other team in the league is also pretty horrible. I might have a chance, right? Like I don't want to give up yet. It's, it's not even, we're not even in August yet. It, you know, technically August starts on Sunday. We've got time to like figure this out. And it's like, I don't want to say that I'm not a contender. I might be three and O and go, well, shit, let's go all in, right? Like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Like, let's start making some different trades. So I think there are times too. And, and I see this, I know you guys do it too on tri- on Twitter where it's like, my team's not a contender. There's no way I have a chance. Eh, you might get lucky. You never know. Like you, you could see the, the first couple weeks start and then kind of see how it happens. Um, so with that in mind, if it's okay with you guys, I'd like to go into the find me a trade unless anyone else has something you want to bring up when it comes to timing on trades. No, I actually, I like that because right now is the time it's, basically August, right? People are starting to submit their lineups. We do it. We go, oh, oh, oh wait. Yep. So all these dreams that I had of about, you know, this, okay, they're not all coming true. I actually need players to put into my lineup. So now's a great time to start trading those pick uh, four picks. Um, and then again, when the season kicks off and then you get into the thick of the season, you know, three or four weeks in, then kind of hold. And then when the playoffs approach, hopefully you don't have a deadline in your league because that just crushes. But if you don't have a trade deadline when the playoffs are approaching and people are battling for those last three spots or whatever, or even, you know, trying to cement that nail down that top spot, that's that's the time you're definitely going to make profit on uh, getting some rookie picks. On that, though, one thing I did want to bring up that I I kind of missed, missed me in this, but right now there are 11 other contenders in your league. Right. Week six, there might only be three contenders. Yeah. Right. Like the, the market right now is every other team in the league, which is kind of nice. Right. Like there are right. so many more people buying. You could might maybe get more. Right. But when you get in the season and you start to see there are three teams, zero and three, those guys aren't buying that that asset. They're not sending picks. They're doing the same thing you are. Now you've got a bunch of competition for what you want to do. So maybe now is the right time before everybody's zero and zero. You well, know, you know like everybody has a chance. Maybe there's a benefit there. Here, so here's the good thing. So at. Uh, when they're battling for the playoffs, right? It might be a smaller pool. It's usually going to but be. But they might pay more. Teams. It's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, though. Those seven or eight teams are willing to sell their souls in, in most cases. Um, I've done it. And yep. you can you get really. Yeah. Like I've done it too, where I've gone, like I'm going for a championship. I'm like, whatever. I'll trade AJ Brown this year for Julio two years ago or whatever, because I want a title this year. Like, is this a good move long term? Definitely not. Is <laughs> yeah. this a good move for next week when I could win? Yes, it is. Let me go do this. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's actually something that that maybe is a good way to kind of end on this is that keep a mind of timing. I think there are a lot of times I get trade questions. I know you guys do too. And the first question I ask is why now? Why are we doing this trade now? Like, is there anything in this trade that doesn't have, like, are you trading away a pick? Why are we trading away a pick? What is the reason for that? Like, what, what's the logic here? Are we trading away a player that is like a, a Devontae Adams and you're just worried Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back? Right. Like, is there some timing that you're like, eh, nah, I want to get rid of him? That's fine if there's timing. Right. If there's a logic to it of like, why now? And especially in the offseason or the non point scoring season, as we say here at the DAP Network, there is some logic to being like, well, why are we doing this trade today? I think all of us on this on, on this I know on this podcast and in this entire podcast network, we like trading for trading. It's just fun. Right. Like, I don't really care if the timing, but sometimes I have to take a step back and go, wait, wait. Why am I doing this right now? What is the logic for my my trade right now? Can I do this trade later? And to kind of go back to what you were saying at the beginning of all this, Shane, it's like sometimes you look at the trade and you go, I can probably pull the same trade off in week three. I don't feel like I'm losing a lot. Like now's the time to do it. And I think that's what we got to keep in mind is that trading is fun, but don't trade just to trade. Don't trade for the lack of value. Don't just, 
I don't know. Don't just trade. Hey, did you hear the... that? Don't trade just to trade. All right, no, he said know. it. I'm yeah, just kidding, buddy. I don't, I don't you know what I mean, though. I, I will. No, I, I meant I, that trades. was a joke at Chain. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'll make risky trades because, you know. Oh, risky trades are fine. Yeah. yeah but I don't mind that. No, I don't trade just the trade generally. But no, and what I like about what Andrew's saying is, you know, when people jump into patron chat and they'll be like, oh, I want to make this trade. And that's when every one of us, because it's not our team, goes, well, why are you doing it now? Yep. You know, we're I've noticed that we're a lot more conservative with other people's teams. We go, really? Do you want to trade Chubb for that right now? Because I think you could get a little bit more in season. Well, it's um, also every league is different, right? Every yeah. league is its own market. And so I think a lot of times, I think especially with people that I know come into my chat and ask me things, it's like, well, wait a minute. I don't know your league. I don't know where things are. Does your league never trade? We've, we've all yeah. been in those leagues where just nothing ever happens and you've got a trade offer smash accept you know what i mean like if, if you don't get a lot of offers let's say there's seven trades a year that happen take that trade man like you you're you're not going to get another offer but there are other leagues i'm sure shane you're in some of these too where it's like 100 trades a year happen well then you can wait you know what i mean like what's the hurry like why are we rushing on this like the timing matters and every league is unique and nothing is in a vacuum yeah right? like, like every single league is different about right. about every league has I, that's my line uh every every league has its own market values like you can't it has its own marketplace and and it's a microcosm of of everything and out there. And so you have to consider that, Oh, the market value on this player, yeah, that might be the market value, you know, a consensus on this player being worth something, but you know, tangible, but in our league with this scoring um, with the starting this many at that position, it, it's different. The values are different from league to league. For perfect. Sure. Perfect segue there, madman, because let's get into this. Find me a trade. Let's talk about Shane's league. This is this specific marketplace that we were just talking about, right? In this league that we're going to be looking at and find me a trade today, Shane's team needs some help. Let's just put it that way, right? It, it's not the most beautiful team I've ever seen. It, it has some holes, maybe multiple holes, but it's a Debbie league. Start two tight end, start 13 overall. So depth matters in this league, right? Like this league, in a, in a, if I'm looking at this as a, in a vacuum, I might say yes to a trade in this league that I would never say yes to in another league. Right. If it's a start nine, one tight end, no premium, you know what I mean? Like, eh, that's fine. Go ahead. You need 13 starters in this league. There is some crazy settings. It's a Debbie league. There's a whole bunch of things. So actually, I'm going to share the league real quick. I'm going to run through the uh, the team so everybody can see this. And I don't know if you can zoom in or whatever, but the, the quarterbacks of, of note, there are four of them. I got to give you props. That's that's pretty good. That's your strongest position, I think, looking at this league or this team. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz. In a super flex league, 12 team with all the scoring and options that we'll get into, start 13. That, that's that's solid. That's solid. I'll take that. Your running backs, though, Shane, I gotta be honest. I'm I'm worried. Um how we'll we'll get into it, but these running backs need some help, right? You got Josh Adams, Corey Clement, Tevin Coleman, Brian Hill, Boston Scott, James White, and that is it. It's not Oof. great. Not great. Not great, Bob. Not great. I'm so surprised here. looking at this, like what running backs, like Shane, did you just decide this is a team that's going to hate running backs? Yeah, punt like running you, back? you definitely did not go for so running backs. Is, you had to punt them, right? Yeah. No, basically I said, all right, well, these are the settings. And um, instead of embracing the settings, like everyone else in the league <laughs> is going to and playing yeah. to that format, I'm going to go another way and just go heavy at wide receiver and make up points that way. Um, I don't blame it. did not work. It did I don't work. blame you. Well, you have to start two running backs. You have to start That's, two running backs. You have to get a issue. couple guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then there, there was running backs in the startup. I don't even remember who was on the, the, it's not great. 
Well, so let's get into those receivers. And I I won't hit on all of them, but I'll kind of run them down here. You got A.J. Brown, you got Brian Edwards, McCole Hardman, Deontay Johnson. That's solid. D.J. Moore, Jalen Rager, Amari Rogers. Uh, You have Freddie Swain roster, which I just think is hilarious. Uh, Michael Thomas, Mike Williams, Robert Woods. There's one of your many Robert Woods shares. So your receiving core is pretty solid. A lot to work with. Yeah, a lot of a lot of value on the receiving side. I don't hate that. And then to get to the tight ends again, this is a start two tight end with tiered PPR. So tight ends get one point seven five PPR. Receivers get one. Uh, running backs get one and a half, which we'll get into. But one point seven five tight end premium is no joke with start two tight end. And you've got, I mean, Logan Thomas, Hayden Hurst, and that's kind of it, really. You know what Did I mean? You I got just Ryan one or both of those guys oh, in I the recent show. You traded for both of those guys yeah yeah i remember yeah yeah so this i think the tight ends i mean again they're not terrible but they could use some help but again i think we all agree the running back room is is by far the weakest so in this find me a trade segment what we're going to look at and at least and and discuss i guess is how do we make this team better right how is this team going to be a contender or can it be a contender and all of that um, I'll, I'll kind of go first and I do want to kind of throughout this, we'll, we'll ask Shane his, his opinion on things. He knows the league, he knows the market, right? That's kind of where I want to get into this. And what you just said before we just were talking about, I guess, is that every league is different. Our trades, maybe before we get into this, are trades easy to make in this league? Yeah. I mean, this, this league is filled with a bunch of dynasty trades, HQ guys, uh, dynasty and chill guys, uh, couple trade addicts guys i think in there so yep. this is one of those leagues where everybody likes just needs a nudge just give me an excuse to trade and i'll trade yep. i swear to god i will when i'll um, be honest i looked at the rosters i looked at the owners and i thought the same thing i'm like i've seen these names before yeah. like i think we might be able to yeah, pull absolutely. some trades off in here like this yeah. isn't a bad thing um so i know uh rocky who is obviously one of the other junkies uh he submitted a trade that we'll get into in a minute but i wanted to start with mine just to kind of wander down this path and kind of ask shane some questions because i think it hits on what we've already talked about um generally speaking like we said you you, you need running backs like bad right? Like you, you don't have really any starting running backs that I feel comfortable with. Um, so in, in the trade that I built, I'm trying to send two players for at least one solid running back to basically consolidate without giving up too much of your depth because you need to keep depth with start 13. You, you need players. You don't want to give up everything. Right. And, and again, before the comments come in, because they always do, I'm not saying this trade will happen. I'm not saying it should happen. I'm not saying this league is stupid if they don't take this trade. It's more of here's a here's an idea, right? The idea behind find me a trade is not to say this is a smash except for one side or the other. I'm not trying to screw the other team over. I'm trying to give away a good a good value and get good value back. Um, but at the same time, we always get comments that are like that had never happened. Listen, you don't know that until you send the offer. Right. And my logic is too. like, I'd much rather send an offer. I feel okay with as the first offer than send an offer that gets accepted right away and then go, Oh crap. What did I do? Right. Oh my, what did I miss? So my logic is it's a starting salvo. It's like, Hey, where are we at with this? Here's where I'd like to start. Here's where I'm going with this. And especially in a league like this with a bunch of sharps, I think this trade at least has some potential. This trade, I would send Miami sharks. I would send them Deontay Johnson and Daniel Jones which again, that's a quarterback in a super flex league for Joe Mixon and Paris Campbell. You're not getting a quarterback back, right? So this league, and in, in, again, in a you're starting 13. It's a Debbie league. There's a whole bunch of depth. A lot of these rosters need some help, right? So my, the Miami Sharks, let me scroll to it here real quick. Miami Sharks only quarterbacks are Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, and James Winston. Well, Joe Burrow's got 
uh, injury issues. He might he might not come back full for guard. We don't know what he's going to do. Deshaun Watson may not play another snap in the NFL. We don't know. Jameis Winston could lose a job to Taysom Hill. Daniel Jones isn't terrific, but he's at least starting. You know what I mean? He's going to be something. So I think this the Miami Sharks owner may or may not like this. and The manager may look at this and go, never mind, no way. But at least at this point, he's got running back depth. Maybe he's willing to give up Joe Mixon. So again, I'd take the, that. I'd take that trade if Shane I, sent it to me. I, 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 I agree with your premise, Andrew. But the players that he's getting back, Mixon and Paris Campbell, I don't know about that. I do like that you're trying too. to move a, a quarterback in a position of strength. Maybe he should go with, with his best quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. But my logic was, if I if I'm if I'm Shane and I had this roster, the one quarterback I'd be okay moving is Daniel Jones, right? Like, right. he's kind of yeah, the least likely right. to grow in value, at least significantly. I think Fitz maybe has some value later in the season, but Daniel Jones might be the his might be the best value he's at right now. So I guess Shane, in just looking at that trade and knowing this league a little bit, what are your thoughts? on that do you think that has any potential at all um yeah it, it'd be tough he definitely needs a, a quarterback so it'd be in his best interest to do that and joe mixon is 25 so he's at that that age range or 24 and he's never lived up to what we thought he was going to be no so he's got a bunch of question marks yeah, yeah if, for a few a few stretches so if i'm him i'd probably take that I think I'm just going to modify it, though. Yeah. And I'm going to try to get back another guy who's got some question marks, but he's younger, and I, I like a lot better, J.K. Dobbins. There you go. Um, yeah. Paris Campbell, like you said, that's a depth piece. That's one of those, well, there's you got to start 13. You you can't just say, well, depth doesn't matter in a 13 team. I don't care about depth at all, but in a start 13 team league, uh, 13 man league. Yeah. You need something back. So yeah, I think I'm going to, I'll send that offer out. It's going to be uh Daniel Jones and Deontay Johnson for JK Dobbins and Paris Campbell. Um, I, I'm not sold on Daniel Jones, Deontay Johnson. I, I still don't know what he is. I know he has value. He has a lot less value in this league because of, you know, the 1.75 for the tight ends and because of the running back scoring. So it's worth a shot and we'll see because the offer is out there. And you put it perfectly, like you can modify this, right? And you can see, you can let us know if it gets accepted on the show, that'd be hilarious that, you know, oh my God, it worked. But at the same time, let us know, you know, follow up with us, tweet at us at Dynasty Junkies and let us know what you think of it. But uh, Jeremy, what was your trade? I know you had, you had kind of submitted one or, or kind of had some ideas of a, of a base of a trade. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I agree with what you were saying, the premise behind it. He has a strength at quarterback. Definitely. If he's going to compete this year, he has to get some starting running back. So the angle that you took is exactly where I would go with it too. I was going to say J.K. Dobbins. I know Shane likes him. One of my favorite players to um, <clears throat> have an increase in value and become more valuable uh, to others too. So I like that. Um, what I would do, Shane's not afraid of Cam Akers. It's not going to help him this year. He does have a ton of wide receivers to work with though. I'm thinking because Larry Monkey doesn't really have – has a handful of wide receivers. He's probably looking at Shane's roster thinking, I'd like to have that guy or even that guy or maybe that guy. Trade one of the receivers, see if you can just make a a, a one-for-one trade like Straight that. Up. Or, or, yeah, yeah. If, if possible, get Cam Akers, you know, keep him on your injured reserve or whatever, um, knowing that you might not be in, in the thick of things. I would not let that keep me from making the trade that you just said because he needs more than one running back down the line anyway. Sure. That's kind of like a future thing, but I'm surprised that Shane, who we've discussed this over and over, um, Cam Akers and the Achilles, I think that's the perfect guy for him to just 
uh, tuck away and hold. Um, Especially <laughs> if you're a year or two others. away, right? Like you, you don't know, you're, you're probably not going to win this year with Cam Akers or not. You know what I mean? Like maybe you get Cam Akers, right. you take the risk on that. And then in 2022, you got a yes. solid team. That's not a bad idea. What do you think about that one, Shane? I like that as well. So Mr. There you uh, go. Larry Monkey will be getting an offer for Cam Akers. And if there's a league, yeah, if there's a league where I'm going to buy Cam Akers, it, this it is the one makes sense to be yeah. there, this one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and looking at his receivers too, just to kind of clarify for the listeners, I mean, he's he's got Jamar Chase, he's got Miles Boykin, uh, Nikhil Harry, T. Higgins, Andy Isabella, like a bunch of those guys that could have been or should have been, but aren't. You know what I mean? Right, right. So he's definitely he's, yeah, he's a little weaker at receiver. Darius Slayton, he's got Cortland Sutton, who isn't bad, but again, coming off an injury, and who knows where that offense is going to be. So like, if you you honestly like, this is one of those teams. I almost thought about putting this one in. I think you you might even make something like a Michael Thomas for Cam Akers plus. Right, where it's like Michael Thomas might have some value this year. His team isn't necessarily built to win this year, but he does have Daryl Henderson. He does have Michael Carter. He does have Justice Hill as a as a sense of like maybe some of these guys could be something. And maybe he's looking at it to try to go all in. And Cam Akers ain't helping with that. And Michael Thomas, while he's gonna miss a couple games, he's gonna come back and he, that would really bolster that receiving group. So again, you know, it's something to look at. So actually someone sent me an offer in that league. Um and it's been sitting out there for oh, the uh, aforementioned injured Michael Thomas. Um, so they offered me Will Fuller and a 2022 uh, second round pick for so Fuller Thomas. and a second for Thomas alone. Right, right. Uh, Jeremy, what do you want to you want to start with that? What are your thoughts on that initially? What is your first reaction to that trade? Fuller and a second for Thomas. Yeah. yeah. God, man, I, I still think I want Thomas in that. I'd have to think about that one. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't yeah, know that I like that. Trade value-wise, I like Thomas more. I think you can get more for Thomas, especially when he comes back, right? Like his value is depressed right now. We we're talking about yes. timing. If you yep. wait till week five, you can get a, a King's Ransom because Thomas is back and he just got three touchdowns with Taysom Hill or some crazy thing, right? So I don't think there's any reason to make that trade today. Right. Like that pick is still going to be there. Fuller is still going to be on. Who knows? He's going to be an unknown. I that think they're still trying to trade Fuller. He's, he's going to keep trying to trade. For him. Sure. I was even going to say there may be some value in looking at it like Fuller and a first for Thomas. I might be interested in. Right. Yeah, no, like, I already hey, tried that. And this well, was the counter. Yeah. This is why I love having the person on, on the on the pod, because it's like, hey, listen, what have we tried? What have we done? At the same time, you could look at something like, a I don't know, Fuller and Drake. Or something, you know, like not a first, but more than a second, you know, like depending on how you look at it and say, hey, maybe there's some value here. You could I, I wouldn't recommend Mike Davis or Tariq Cohen or any of those other guys on his team. But if you feel like really heavy into Michael P. Ryan or Daryl Williams and some of these players that he's got, like maybe those running backs could help. And I do think you could do that. And, and the second, right? So Fuller, the second and one of these running backs, maybe that makes it more enticing. So I don't hate that. And I think there's some of those where that, that other team might look at that and go, those are all death pieces I don't need. I'd rather consolidate and get Michael Thomas. So that's not bad. I don't mind that. Yeah. And I definitely get rid of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I don't think I'd wait either. Um, you know, he's always been a bridge quarterback. First of all, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, the way that guy plays football, just watching him. Well, and, you know, he's he's never going to go out there and be like, you know what I really want to do, coach, is run the two-minute drill. <laughs> no, he, he's still going for touchdowns yeah. no matter what the score is, no matter what the risk is. Love that guy. He's not helping your team this year. Well, so that's somebody that wants him that that's going for the win that you could almost certainly move him to, even before moving Daniel Jones, who, you know, at least, you know, he's still like 12 or 13 years old. He'll play for a while. But right. I really would move. And, and, and not to keep you from moving Jones, but I, I would consider – 
uh, very quickly moving Fitzpatrick. Well, that's exactly where I wanted to get into. It's almost like you've done this for years, Jeremy. Your your podcast transitioning skills are amazing because Rocky's trade was exactly what you're talking about. His trade was to trade Daniel Jones and Fitzmagic and Robert Woods, right? That's a solid trade. Those three are pretty good pieces for this mm. year, but at the same time may not have a lot of value as a rebuild, which we've kind of decided that this, yeah. this team, Shane's team, is kind of a rebuild, to the Kaboom team for a 2022 first, Elijah Moore and Travion Henderson as a Debbie player. Now, again, this is looking at it like I'm, I'm essentially, if I'm this, if I'm, if I'm Shane's team, I'm punting at this point, I'm getting rid of two quarterbacks and a stud receiver. And I'm putting in there a pick, a young receiver and a Debbie running back. Huge haul for, for him with Elijah Moore, the first round pick, which I'm assuming that could be Debbie or rookie, or maybe that's your Debbie well, pick. It's probably Debbie depleted, I'm guessing. Right. So Shane, yeah. what do you, what what do you think about that as an offer as like two quarterbacks and Woods for a first Elijah Moore and and Travion Henderson who's a Devi pick and twenty maybe the best running back in college right now we'll yeah, see. No, yeah I definitely like that too that's another well again so this is where down. you have to make a decision is like how how much of a of a rebuild is this and and you put this out on Twitter today which is kind of perfect where it's like if you're in the middle you're you're not you're a failure right this is the kind of trade that you can I can honestly see somebody making where it's like. I am literally done with this team and I need mm. to blow it up and there's nothing that can save it. I'm taking the pick. I'm taking the young rookie, Elijah Moore, who was what a late first, early second this year, yeah. you know, because of the way the draft fell, he wasn't a first rounder in everybody's draft. Right. So like, you're not giving up, you're, you're giving up two quarterbacks who are probably questionable, right. With Daniel Jones and Fitzpatrick and then Robert Woods, who is like you said, 29, he might have a year or two left, but as a rebuilding team, what does he do for you? Right. Like, what is the value there? Maybe during the season you can get more, but I got to be honest, that's not a bad trade. So that was submitted by Rocky, our obviously our, our other host here at the Junkies. But I think that's, again, another good, a good kind of scaffolding to build a trade around, maybe. And I think Kaboom, looking at his team, like he's got a bunch of quarterbacks that aren't going to perform. So he needs quarterbacks. His just for the sake of record, he's got Nick Foles, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, Nick Mullins, and Mitchell Trubisky. I see one and a half starting quarterbacks in there. Right. So if you throw him two starting quarterbacks for this year, he's immediately a contender. Right. Like yeah. that's immediate. Like that helps a lot. Now, granted, he's got Todd Gurley on his roster, but he's also got Saquon Barkley. He's got Miles Gaskin. He's got David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey. This team is built to win now with those running backs. Right. Yeah. And I think if I'm having those kind of running backs, I want every chance I can to win now because running backs are expiring quicker than we've ever seen. Right. He's obviously he's got Todd Gurley, so he knows it better than anyone. So I'm looking at this like Rocky came up, I think, with what I might say is the best trade. No offense to yours, Jeremy, but like this might be the way to go here. Definitely a a haul in return. Big return. And I think this player, if if I'm kaboom, I look at this and I go, maybe. Right. Like, hey, that's I'm giving up a Debbie pick, a future first, which neither of those are scoring me points. And Elijah Moore, who knows what he's going to do? And you're looking at it as a rebuilder like, shit, I could take all that on and get a lot of value out of it. And the one thing I can't see are the Debbie picks and the rookie picks or even how that right. draft is. I, I would certainly try to get some of that stuff thrown in, especially some Debbie picks. Um, a lot of times, even if it's lower Debbie picks, because a lot of the good players still come out of those lo- lower rounds, depending on how it's set up, um, a, a ton of value um, can come out of those places. And, and guys throw them in pretty readily, if they're, especially if they're going for the title. Uh, one of the favorite things to trade away if you're in a Debbie league and, and you know your your win now is people will pay all kinds of money for those uh, top top shelf dollars for those um, especially the high end Debbie picks. But if you know could see those, I'd I'd suggest 
getting getting some of those for your team, especially since you're not a win now guy. Well, so Shane, I guess maybe you know better than us, right? You're in this league in theory. Like, do you think that that makes sense? Is this a Debbie depleted first where it's not quite as attractive as it looks, or is it kind of still got some value to it? Yeah, but you know, Debbie depleted, even Debbie depleted picks, um, like Jeremy was talking about, like Debbie picks aren't rookie picks are a lot easier, right? We know, well, the ones in the first round are definitely going to be better than the ones in the second round based off probability. Oh, that's kind of know that as well yeah. with Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with Debbie, like Jeremy's saying, like I could have, it's more about numbers. Like just give me a bunch of them because yep. there's going to be guys that you get in the fifth round of your Debbie draft that you're going to go, wow, I, I can't believe I got, I can't believe I got this guy. Like, Joe Burrow, know, case yeah. in point. It happens exactly. every year. There's some yeah. guy that comes out of nowhere and everybody's owning him now. You know, everybody owns him now. Because want, it, you know, all it takes is a, a super sophomore season and all of a sudden a guy has jumped up in, you know, and then a good junior season and he's out. And all of a sudden that guy that you you got in the sixth round of your Debbie draft is a first round rookie pick. Um, well, and that's right, too. Time. I think if, you're, if your team is truly in a rebuild, Debbie might be the way to go. And in this Debbie league where you start 13, maybe it's time to turn your eyes to the future and just be like, you know what? I, I got to stop scrambling for the middle and, and start literally tearing it all down and starting over and getting rid of guys like Fitzpatrick and Robert Woods. Like that makes sense, right? Like getting get rid of those aging vets. Now is the time to do that. Yep. Right. To go back to timing with trading, like maybe now, if not now in July, now this season, right, is the time to do that. And there are definitely teams out there that are willing to pay a premium for that. You might be able to get more than that with those players. Right. Especially for that team who's got Barkley and CMC. He's looking at his lineup right now. I guarantee it. He's looking at it like I am in a contending mode. Because if you if you have those players on your lineup, you're not looking at that like a rebuild or like, I don't know where I'm at. You're looking at it like I've got the top two running backs and maybe not. But you know what I mean? Like I've got the top two running backs in Dynasty. I'm going in. I'm going to make this. So, again, it's like it, it makes it kind of fun. And I believe this is a Scott Connor league. Am I correct? Yeah. 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 He's the Dynasty and chill on this. So, yeah, it is definitely one of those leagues that has got a ton of, of effort to it. And it's still I don't know. It's kind of fun. But. I, I do want to say before we, we get off of this, I want to say like, I guess, Shane, what are your thoughts on all these? I know you said you mentioned sending at least one of these. Uh, did this kind of trigger something in you that you hadn't seen or to give you some new ideas? Was it helpful? No, yeah, definitely. Um, I got my first rejection back. Perfect. Um, yeah. He's not a fan of Daniel Jones. All right. So we'll, let's maybe swap out. See, but and, and Scott talks about this all the time too. Like it's great. Even when you get a rejection, if it gives you information, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't bad. All right. You don't like Daniel Jones. I have other quarterbacks. Are you a fan of starting those. quarterbacks? Are yeah, you right. a fan of guys yeah. who play uh, you know, quarterback in the NFL that start on teams? Come on. Right. At some point right. they, they all become desirable. Well, no, I think I, too, it, it, you're right though. It does give you info because it's like, well, maybe you trade Carson Wentz instead, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you ask for more, you get rid of a better quarterback, right? You're like, okay, you don't like Daniel Jones. All right. Well then trade this player for that player. And I'll give you Carson Wentz. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I mean, there's still quarterbacks are kind of in order of um, best to worst to Fitzpatrick, Hertz, Jones, <laughs> and Wentz. I mean, it's laid out perfectly for you. I'm just kidding, Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wentz is is now he's not on Philly anymore, so he's definitely better. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, well, guess, Wentz will be fine. Wentz I think Wentz will be fine. But at this point, I do want to say I think this is a, there is a lot of value in this, but definitely keep us posted, right? Like no, it doesn't, doesn't have to be this exact trade, but I think if you look at it with a second set of eyes, sometimes it can give you a fresh set of looking like, well, hey, sometimes my leagues are stale and sometimes I don't know what I want to do. So here's where I want to I want to end with this. If anyone out there listening, if anybody watching has a, a trade or a league, I guess they, I guess I want to say this. They have a league where they can't get a trade done or they have a league where they don't know what to do. Please let us know. 
And so the logic here is if you have a trade that you are lead that you want us to find a trade for, submit it, send us a DM at, at Dynasty Junkies, and we'll try to put it on the show sheet. We'll try to get you taken care of. But do me, I do think, me, do mine, well, do my 16 teamer on HQ1, please help me. Send it in, send it in, Jeremy, send it in. We'll take care of it, honestly. Because I think too, I like having somebody on like Shane, it's his team, he can talk about it, right? I like having that. So maybe at some point we have you back on and we talk about that that league and see, hey, here's what we're thinking, what are you thinking? Um, we have a lot of times where we have uh, people submit teams and, and we kind of speak into the void and just sort of say, here's what we would do. Um, but I love having somebody on that can talk about the other side and be like, no, I don't like that. Or I don't like, I would trade this. I would change this. That's where trades come in because none of us manage this team. Shane manages this team, right? Like we can't manage, we're not trying to manage your team for you. We're just trying to find something to help you out. So that's the whole point of the junkies here is we're trying to make your life better. But I think that's going to be it for us tonight. We're going to sign off. Before we go, I want to make sure that we give you guys a chance to, to tell us what you're up to and tell us where to find you. So Shane, if you want to tell us where to find you first, let's go with that. Well, Shane is the worst um, on Twitter. My children have just discovered my Twitter account and they want to know who gave me that oh. name because they think it's completely unfair because they think I'm an awesome dad. So I, <laughs> I, I, awkward. I, yeah, you gave yourself yeah. that name, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know. I had to, it's a long story. Um, yeah, but you can find me Dynasty Trades HQ every week. We never miss a week. Um, join our patron. Um, also, uh, do Dynasty Intervention uh, with my buddy Jacob Chase and then. Scott Connor and I do mannequin chill roughly every two weeks as much as we can. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, dynasty trades HQ is the home base. I love it. Awesome. Well then, uh, Jeremy, tell us where we can find you and where everybody can come and ask you for a bunch of questions too. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, welcome to send me questions. Anytime. Uh, the dynasty madman at dynasty madman. You can find me at off the rails. Dino at dynasty trades HQ, uh, the big awesome podcast, um, that I have fun doing with Shane and Mike. Awesome. No, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, again, Dynasty Trades HQ. If you have a lot of trade questions, that's definitely a place you want to go. I know I'm a big fan of you guys. I've, I've been a, a subscriber. I'm in the Listener League HQ3, won it last year. Big fan of that. So yeah, you guys are great and keep it up over there. And obviously, FF Blitz, at FF Blitz, Mike Seitz couldn't be here today. He's a very important person with a bunch of celebrities he had to go rub elbows with. And that's fine. I get it. But uh, maybe next time he can join us. But I do want to end with this and say, hey, follow us at Dynasty Junkies. We're, we're putting out episodes every week. We're live every Thursday at 9.30, give or take. Sometimes we move that around depending on the guest. Uh, make sure that you follow us. And if you have a trade, like I said, feel free to submit us uh, either a DM or send us an email, which you can find on the on the Twitter handle. But then again, make sure you follow and, and add all of these people to your, to your podcasting crew, the DAP Network, the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. You can look that up on, on uh, Twitter at DAP underscore network. And then, of course, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Give us some feedback. Let me know what you think. Uh, Scott Sidlow is coming back in the next couple of weeks here. We're going to have a, a three-man rotation, so to speak. Uh, but it's going to be, uh, you know, a bunch of us trying to get in here. Rocky, you've heard of, obviously, at Dynasty FF Addict. Keep us all coming in. Give us some interactions on Twitter. We love texting you and talking to you guys. So with all that said, let's just put it to bed. Junkies out. Thanks, man. <laughs>